Hello, and welcome to A Pair of Dice Lost Podcasting Channel. My name is Brendan, and I'll be your storyteller and editor for this episode. This game you're listening to is a collaborative effort between us here at A Pair of Dice Lost, the crew of Sponsored by Nobody, and Holden Shearer. You can find the At The Table full session experience at sponsoredbynobody.podbean.com. And the newest version of Exalted vs. World of Darkness can be found at holdenshearer.wordpress.com. Links will be in the show notes. A real quick aside for everyone, uh, for this episode and the next one, I sound a little off. I was in the process of moving to an office at this point and still figuring out the acoustics of the room. It'll fix itself by episode 9. Promise. Also, sorry for the wait on these. I had them edited and done the week of release and then somehow lost an entire fully edited session, so I had to go back and redo the whole thing while also rearranging my office yet again to make it cat-friendly. Hopefully we should be uh, getting back on track very soon. On this episode, Rowan runs into an old friend and the crew goes to get some late-night curry. This is Exalted vs. World of Darkness, City of the Bull God, Season 1, Episode 7, A Little Downtime. Brendan as the storyteller. Either as the Celestial Censor. Devin as End of Sadness of the Infernal Exalted. And Sam as Rowan of the Lunar Exalted. Alright guys, so after last episode, we uh, you guys successfully got uh, your Tremere intern from the reverse heist. The intern. The intern from the reverse heist and uh, made a deal with some snake people. Yep. Uh, you guys are on your way back from the... Uh, British Museum, back to Sir Rigel Starr's house. When on the way there, while that you guys are running through, Rowan, you see someone who you haven't seen in a couple months uh, since the fateful day at the architecture firm when that you uh, observed some things and then were left for dead. This is the intern uh, that you knew who was always fairly nice to you, a guy named uh, Tobias Knight. He is running across multiple lanes of traffic from the other side of the street. Uh, There are cars just like slamming on brakes, honking at him. He is notably different from the last time you saw him. Uh, normally he looked like a young-faced guy, uh, pretty well tri- uh, pretty well groomed with like short hair and like in kind of like a, a suit, kind of like a like trying to look nice for, for the company uh, suit as most aspiring interns do. He is currently wearing a pair of ridiculously sized goggles over his face with his hair kind of kind of spiked up almost like mohawk style and is wearing a like leather jacket with like a bunch of like band patches on it and he is like just absolutely booking it across the street when that uh either you stop or he's going to slam directly into you first 
One, I am very glad that he got over his prep school phase, because that was annoying. Did not fit him at all. And second, oh, good lord, what, are you all right? Tobias. Get a load of this asshole playing Frogger in traffic. Yes, well... There's a lot of yelling uh, behind you guys as the, the people who he just played Frogger with uh, are like yelling, uh, pu- yelling out a bunch of curses at him and then driving off. And eventually the street kind of calms down, but he doesn't as if he's breathing very heavily. And he looks up to you, Rowan. Question, did... Did Rowan wear the top hat pretty consistently before no. or not? Okay. He made that specifically to hide his huge antlers. What? Well, R- Rowan? Oh, man. Fancy running to you here, man. Whoa. Uh, Tobias, uh, hello. Uh, you are not dead, which is great because you could have been just five seconds ago. Yeah, I've I've been working on that uh, not dead thing. I mean, can we? Uh, he kind of looks to Rigel and uh, in the sadness. He goes, uh, "Would you and your friends mind uh, getting me out of here? I got some uh, nasty folk following me." <laughs> uh, Rowan, do you guys want? Sorry. Uh, Rowan looks immediately no, no, concerned over at Tobias uh, and nods over at End of Sadness. Uh, yes, yes, I, I believe so. There's always some way. Hey, if we want to be somewhere safe and it's late, do we want to get late night curry? Rowan takes a second to understand that. Good place. Yes, 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 of course. Uh, that's... Late night curry. Late night curry. Uh, Nod. Y- yeah, if you... You know, like a locally owned restaurant in an area of town where, like, there's a bunch of different, like, ethnic groups in London that, like, hang out enough for there to be a restaurant like that there. Usually it's a little more tighter knit. Usually people don't run in carrying guns. Hmm. Yeah, um, actually, there's a, there's a, there's a curry joint, uh, maybe a few blocks down, uh, it's near, uh, it's near a it's near a taekwondo place that I go to. Oh, you finally started up, did you? He flexes non-existent muscles at you. Good, good for you. Nice, buddy. Uh, uh, Respect yourself. I'm trying. Uh, you got to just use their force against them. That's what uh, that, that's what Dan Zen says. I imagine that we start doing some uh, idle chatter of no little consequence as we head towards yeah. the curry place. So, uh, you guys go, uh, to, I, I guess the best way to describe it would be kind of like strip mall esque areas. Uh, there is in fact a Taekwondo, uh, well, there is a gym here that offers Taekwondo lessons. Hmm. And then there's a couple other, like, there's a curry place, there's an international market, there's uh, there's a lot of just, like, uh, I don't want to say hole-in-the-wall, because I feel like that sounds uh, not great, but, like, there's a lot of, like, just places that, that would kind of fit in with that kind of area. Little independent stores yep. selling the Yeah, stuff. little independent stores. Maybe, like, maybe there's, like, a flea market here selling some little tchotchkes. And there is a late night curry place. Uh, you guys go in, sit down, order as you like. Um, the the food here is, 
I wouldn't say that it's the best curry that you've ever had, but you have definitely had worse. It doesn't need to be the best. It just has to be butter chicken. (laughs) (laughs) All right, me and Whispers will order up, and we'll see if we can get some beers involved, too. I don't care what you guys get. Let's get some curry, I guess. Yes. Everyone orders a modest amount of curry, counting his pounds before he sits down. Tobias pulls from a uh, small purse that he uh, kind of has a small bit of money out and then like okay Jesus Christ I'll pull out a roll of unmarked bills and put it on the table be like order whatever you want it's fine <laughs> oh, oh you okay you sure okay cool <laughs> he kind of like put, puts the puts the stuff back 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 in the purse that he has so, so uh rolling rolling with some uh high spenders here huh I haven't seen you at the uh, at the firm lately. Yeah, yeah, uh, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, that's reasonable. Uh, so, hmm, so you were running quite badly about things. Yeah. Uh, do you remember? Uh, do you remember Miss Butler? Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Not not like the other girls, Butler. Yes, I remember yeah. Miss Butler. Yeah. So, um. She's after me. Yeah. In a good sense or a bad sense? Uh, in a bad sense. Uh, this is definitely not. He he kind of like thinks about it and then goes, "This is definitely not like the start of a weird workplace re- relationship." It's definitely a. Uh, he kind he kind of he kind of looks to you, Rowan, and kind of kind of whispers a little bit. Let's see. I was doing a little bit of corporate espionage. Oh, you idiot. Okay. Um, so, let me just lay it out here. If you have anything weird to say, uh, we're not going to judge, because I'm wearing a top hat in public, He's, but they've got a poncho. Don't worry about whatever weird theories you might have. Uh, might believe you right buddy okay yeah no i'm just i'm glad that i ran into you and your uh friends he kind of like looks to end his head and he's like thanks again for the meal bud this is ah so nice of you oh no i wish there were more people like you any friend of rowan is a friend of ours yeah that's an odd way to phrase that, but thank you. Well, I mean, you don't run into a whole lot of nice people like that. And he goes, and they, and, and they go, and they go back to eating their curry, enthusiastically listening, but enthusiastically eating because it's been a late it's, night. So, uh, yeah, Miss Butler's after me, and I don't want to. I don't want to get you guys involved. Uh, I, I appreciate you guys being here because, like, she doesn't. She won't. You can kind of, obviously, as that I am, um, he is kind of stumbling over his words as he's trying to think up the exact phrase to use, and then he just kind of goes, there's a little bit of a higher business uh, dealing with uh, her, so, like, it's like, you know, two megacorps, like, why am I explaining this? Anyway, um, thanks again. Uh, it's so nice to see that you're 
and he kind of like gestures at you alive uh um yeah so about that let's back up you are going to oh boy okay yeah so hmm miss butler is not entirely on the level about anything let's just say that there's a reason i haven't been back to work (laughs) a very good reason um yeah she uh she told us that uh you quit after she confessed her love to you is that what is that the story she went with oh wow that's embarrassing yeah she uh she took a week or two off to uh console herself no she took a week or two off because she got raked in the face with like a claw oh like where did you manage to get a rake no i mean like bear claws oh shit were you guys out were you guys out on uh on holiday and like she came onto you in the woods no and a bear attacked no, it's much weirder than that. Uh, but it's not. She doesn't like me, and I don't like her. Don't worry about that. It wasn't a bear. It's confusing, but it might make more sense if I know uh, what happened to you, because then I can tell you that they're bad people, which you already know. I'm sorry. I mean, I already know that. She- she she's bad people i mean they were doing that like you know evil architecture firm thing where they ask you to build like anti anti homeless uh architecture like benches with spikes in the middle of it so people can't sleep on it yeah like it's pretty obvious that they were evil i've been uh since i since i lost my internship i've been uh working on fixing that i i it sounds wonderful but what did you do other than be spying for a different corporation? Like, did something weird happen? Something you can't explain? Weird gaps in your memory? Maybe something out of the corner of your eye you can't really remember? Listen, buddy, are you... I just kind of really want to know what happened. You know, did she maybe do something that was not right? Did did your brain try to like fill in the gaps about it? Yeah, until the gap became too wide that I couldn't look at it, except directly. Hmm. Right. Okay. Yeah. I get you. I got you. I got you. Hence the bear claws. Wait. Wait. Not literal bear. Don't don't worry about it. Right, but you keep coming back to the bear claws thing, and I feel like that's important. Um, um, let's just say that the bear claws were aimed at me, <laughs> um, and they were not uh, small. <laughs> they were very much not small. She got a flight. <clears throat> uh, yeah. It's very fortunate that I am lanky and bendable. <laughs> I sway like a willow in the breeze. <laughs> One of your better traits, the ladies might say. Uh, 
<laughs> he's like just kind of he he's had he's had like a beer by this point while you guys are talking. Yeah. And he's just like, "Yeah, I I, I get you." So, um I feel like you both are kind of like dancing around the obvious. Right. Which is like telling each other that something is up and one of you like figuring it out. Yeah. I'm so, right now Rowan is just trying to gauge how much supernatural uh, Tobias has been exposed to. I, I feel that like the, the role play has been great, but I feel that this actually is the point where that uh, a role would be needed to kind of figure out like which one of you, I guess, kind of cracks first. All right. Um, so I would say um, we're going to have a roll off of manipulation and subterfuge to kind of figure out which one of you it is like able to kind of pry it from the other one. All right. Sounds good to me. Nice. Except I get exactly zero. Oh no. Um, and that would be at difficulty six. Oh, difficulty six. Yeah. Cause you both are kind of, since it's an opposed role, I would rather you just kind of like, roll off at base difficulty and kind of see who is better. <laughs> okay. Uh, then that is one success. I got a lot of ones. Oof. You guys kind of have this back and forth for a little bit of neither of you really saying that the other one is somehow involved in the magical nature of the world. But Tobias does kind of suss out what that you're saying before that you can suss out what that he's saying. Uh, he got four successes. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he, he eventually kind of gets you into a, like, talk, uh, like, like kind of like through, like, ra- roundabout uh, thing. He kind of gets you to admit that something supernatural happened. Um... Where do you feel like that he catches that that like he catches that? Let's go with the bear claws because I think I know where to pull to this. Okay, yeah, sounds good. So he's just like, uh, eventually he just kind of goes, "Yeah, bear claws would be real weird if uh, <laughs> what? Were, is that what you're calling your hands nowadays? No, it's just like they just you know, it's not a bear. It's some sort of other creature from the other world, which I should not have just said." Okay, so let's oh. go back. Let's. Mm. Mm, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, when it, you say from the other world, he looks at you and goes, like, things that are kind of linked, like, I don't say souls, because I feel like that's the wrong word, but like maybe spirits? Yep, spirits. So let's just say that some sort of beast was there mm-hmm. and there was some sort of opening and they struck out. I managed to not be hit, but it got me in fold me in. It's great. <clears throat> uh, that sounded probably insane to you, but let's uh <laughs> <laughs> But it's the truth. So I'm assuming that either you are now going to be 
on the way to being very drunk, or we can actually talk about this, yes? Because they're into some weird stuff up there. Our, he kind of looks to Rigel and then End of Sadness and whispers and goes, are your three buddies, like, cool? I don't know about the other intern, but the other three are fine. I assume... Mm, wow, we gotta probably figure out what the other intern's doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the intern is sitting next to me and whispers, and I am scene by scene describing the first matrix. <laughs> <laughs> the other intern is... That's what's happening. I thought he went like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> the other intern is very interested. He has not had the opportunity to go and see a movie since, like, 1995. Oh, fuck yeah, we got movie nights to do then. <laughs> yes. But that's what we're doing. The three of us are doing eating like butter chicken and drinking like cheap beer because it, it tastes so good together. So let, let's let's come clean here. So you're, you and your buddies are some kind of supernatural, aren't you? Ah, uh, I mean, not originally, you, but uh, right. it, it kind of happens when you get yoinked by giant claws and then mauled for three hours in a row. Um, that was not pleasant. Okay. Um, right. Uh, so I don't know if time works wrong. So yeah, not initially. Right. Of course. Yeah. So when we worked together, you weren't, but then you disappeared and now you are. Yeah. I mean, I wear right. a top hat. Mm. Reasons. Ah, reasons. Yeah, no. He kind of uh, motions to the goggles that have been put on top of his forehead and, like, kind of grabs them, moves them up, and goes, yeah, for reasons. So what kind of supernatural vibe is Tobias, you know, giving out? Could he roll for that? Yeah. Um, I think that if you guys wanted to figure it out on your own without having him... Uh, say it, I would say that would be perception and awareness. And if you have any kind of... Not a cult? Um, I believe that awareness is specific... Well, he's not doing... Yeah, I'd say a cult. Alright. Because he's not actually doing anything supernatural right now besides just existing. Uh, difficulty? I would say a seven. Okay. So I'll pop my sensory acuity pronoun to lower that down to four and roll my ten dice. Holy shit. Jeez. Mother of God. So that's six successes. I also got six successes. <laughs> six successes. Uh, how many did you get, uh, Rowan? Also six. Oh, okay. Three successes. Oh, boy. Okay, so with three successes, you you probably couldn't give an exact definition to what kind of supernatural that this guy is, but it is, you got the same vibe off of this guy that you get off of Rigel's parents. If maybe ah. a different flavor, I guess would be the best way to put it. Yeah, fair enough. Well, that means it's not one of mine. And he's not... In, in the same way that I say, like, a different flavor, he's also not, like, powerful. 
Would it be like semantically similar to the kind of vibes I get off Blood Dolls and Ghouls? I don't call them Ghouls. I know them as Renfields. Like they got a little bit of that juice running around there in in them. Is he a sleepwalker or a full mage? Uh, well, a sleepwalker is a ghoul for mages, right? Kinda. Kinda. Um, no, he get he, he gives off full magical power vibes, just not as powerful as the other two mages that you have met. Oh, like the Finbloods, then. All right, I understand this. For Rowan, you get a distinct sense of power emanating from him. Um, that is kind of like the way that he talks and acts and fidgets and touches certain items on him almost out of habit or something else kind of gives him a sense of like they are objects of power. Like if the, he were to grab onto something, uh, he could maybe do something with it. It's certainly not at the same level as like a charm would be, but it is it kind of has like maybe not a similar vibe but like same same idea you you can tell that he is absolutely supernatural in the way that the stars are all right and and rigel you get all of that plus because your parents are mages you get a little bit extra um in that Specifically, the goggles and the way that he is touching objects and whenever that he needs something, he always reaches into that purse at his side and manages to pull something out, even though, like, sometimes, like, they, they just should not be able to maybe not fit into it, but it uh, it has a very, like, how is he storing all of that in there? Um, you kind of immediately recognize that if he's not a son of ether, he is definitely specialized in matter magic. Yeah, it will be an iterate. Who else will be wearing goggles like that? <laughs> do they do anything? Probably. <laughs> I was going to ask if you asked. <laughs> Probably some mage side bullshit. Or yeah. Be, or you know, like tools for working or whatever. So anyway, I guess we realized that and we can go back to the conversation at hand. Oh, okay. So yeah, you're not going to be scared away by the whole other world, the spirit realm. I was stuck there for quite some time. Um, I found my way out, obviously. Not the same. I turned into a deer. Just FYI. It's great. You say that to him as that he's drinking a a beer and he like chokes on it a little bit and you can see like his hand reaches for a napkin and like covers his nose as that he's trying to like stifle both a gasp and a laugh because like it's almost like you gave him a, like a really funny punchline to a joke and you didn't realize that that he was being told a joke. Oh. You right, bud? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um Hmm. Man, spirit world, huh? Never been there before. That's uh, pretty rough. Pretty cool. It's actually rough. really nice when you are not being mauled by the, that thing. Yeah, 
I, I bet, yeah. Um, I... So... Right, anyway, so uh, you and your friends, then, I guess, are cool. So let's let's talk brass tacks, or Miss Butler, she is... Not like, like the other me. girls? Not like the other girls. Um, she's like uh, me and my friends around town. But... <sighs> bad. Yeah, I kind of got that idea. No, like, really bad. No, I mean, I really got that idea. Are you sure that you got the idea? Because, like, I can't, like... Okay, this is gonna this is gonna sound weird, but... Did you know that vampires are real? I do now. I think we have one over here. Yeah, the intern's one. Hey, hey. <laughs> We, we keep some things under the hat. No big deal, though. It's fine. No one get upset about it. <laughs> the, the intern... Uh... I just don't want intern's weaknesses being revealed to the public without their consent. That's fair. Yeah. I think about your supernatural stuff. Right. So, I just... Like, she's really bad. Like, trying to murder the world kind of bad. Rowan clearly doesn't get it. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I understand. Speaking that metaphorically, like, you know, end of the imaginary world, therefore, you know, everything will be, you know, sad kind of way of ending the world, or do you mean literally, you know, end of the world apocalypse? Um, that second one, and then also add in a little bit of Hellraiser. Hmm. I look over to end of I mean, that tracks with everything I know. <laughs> Yeah, that tracks with everything I know. The world did end, gang. Like it's it's happening. Uh, excuse me. The the world ended. When did it end? Uh, I don't know. How's the sea level doing around those coastal communities? How are those glaciers in the Arctic going? So it's ending. No, it it ended. We're past that point. No return. The avalanche has started. The pebbles can't really protest anymore. It's it's happening. You know, it's not happening in five minutes, but it's happening. The world has ended. We're here in the apocalypse. Like, now. Oh. So, obviously, uh, you guys can take this sudden revelation from End of Sadness however that you want. Would you like to roll something to convince the NPCs <laughs> that, uh, about uh, that? Only if it involves... Charisma and leadership. <laughs> <laughs> then I would be more than happy to make that call. I'll give you charisma. Um, I was honestly going to say because uh, it falls under leadership. I, I'm not lying. I'm not trying to convince them. I'm not trying to like make a case for the end of the world. I'm telling them an objective fucking fact, and I'm doing it in a very polite and transparent well, way. Leadership might be very specific. I'm not. I'm not pitching them anything. Oh, leadership is not very specific. It's one of, like, the fucking talents under talents. It's not like a specialty skill. If it's very specific, then it's never going to come right. up. Right. I could see an argument for either expression or, uh... For, uh I'm sorry, for either, like, empathy or leadership, but I'll, I, I would totally give you leadership on that. 
Because with leadership, I can move mountains here, and that's what I'm built for. I, I can make the inspiring sort of pitch where it's like, you know, look at the world around you. Look at what's happening. Do you see these things? Come with me together. Yeah, I, I can I can totally see. Uh, I, I can totally see that. Like, if you're kind of giving that kind of kind of spiel, that like leadership would definitely be a- applicable. That's like the only thing I do. Even if you look back at the how I interact with my like perspective for Mori, it's nothing but like pep talks and conversations going forward. It's never really a pitch. Um, it's more like here are the facts. I would say just make make a roll of that uh, versus uh, intern. It's going to be a difficulty six, and then versus Tobias, it's difficulty eight. But just you know, okay, against intern, it's. Technically, difficulty four because of my weird powers. Oh, okay. Uh, just throwing that. Okay. Out. So let me just throw out uh, charisma, leadership. Am I being transparent and de- devish, delightfully devilish? Probably. Yeah, I, I'll give you that. <laughs> One of the two. One of the two is happening. I'm not spending essence on this. Uh, Mage boy is difficulty eight. Yes. Okay, let's roll this shit. Okay, against Mage Boy, I got four successes. Against my own intern, I got one, two, three, four, five, six. Oh boy. So four and a six. Oh boy. I did not expect you to get four on the mage. Give me just a second to think. Who <laughs> resist? Yeah, all those examples for the leadership things, that's all the kind of ways I end a sadness pitches to people. Yeah. Like from what I see of the leadership, it's more about like Getting people to do what you want rather than necessarily like imparting the your ideas onto them. So like if you want people to, you know, follow you, you know, do your cult stuff, you know, spread your things. The first step the very first step in convincing people to become part of the cult of Typhon is convincing them the truth that the world is ending and the cult is here to save people who won't be allowed on the Ark. Because there definitely will be an Ark. There always is. Hey, just because that's the first step doesn't mean you'll be rolling with your best stat for it. Yeah, I'd like to roll with my best stat once, because I've been running off manipulation and the other shit for the last couple sessions. So that's why I pressed That's fine. I would like to do my good thing at least once. That's fine, that's fine. I I think that given the uh, the situation with Intern and uh, Tobias... He, he he's kind of ingrate both of them have kind of ingratiated into the group and while that they don't uh consciously see end of sadness as uh leader material they are willing to give him enough of their attention to let him or let them roll that yeah so intern is all about this intern immediately just kind of goes okay wait wait hold up we can totally get to the Matrix Revolution soon, but it's it holds up. Oh, I totally believe you. The all, all, everyone above me uh, at the Chantry has been talking about like Gehenna, this Gehenna, that the old the ancient ones are rising, blah blah blah. It's it's all they talk about nowadays. Like the signs and portents and everything are there. So I totally believe you that this is the end times. And it sounds just sort of a gesture. Yeah, like, yeah. like open arm, open hand. Nobody would say the word wasn't it, I think. Uh, Tobias kind of looks to you and he he has a moment of like it's almost like that he has like a coming to God moment like in his brain. As that like 
you have like just lifted a veil off of his eyes and kind of thinks about it for a moment and you can see him kind of steeling himself against the horrific reality that this has uh, brought to light for him. And he looks up and goes, that may be the case, but I, I have to believe that me and, and people like me can help put this world right. Well, this world has passed. We're at the expiration date. Best before, do a smell test. But that's not really the point. You don't want to save the old system. You don't save the cocoon after the butterfly's ready to leave. You don't hold on to the eggshells. What you do is you make sure the chick gets out and is healthy, and you leave the butterfly well enough alone so it gets out of the chrysalis. You know? You can make sure the area around it's safe, but the change happens. And stuff gets left behind. And then you get something new. Oh, like, I think of the ascension. He... Wait, like, and so we'll, we'll turn to, uh, to Raj. Just like, do you guys actually have, like, an end of the world, make things better, rise up to the new world kind of thing in your culture? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah? Amazing. And he kind of, like, Tobias kind of stares at Rigel. Well... Sorry, I just figured that I would have been introduced to another mage. Like, I know most of the people in, the, <laughs> in town. Well, nice to meet you then. We run in very exclusive... We run in very exclusive circles. My name is Rachel Starr. <laughs> wait, wait, like... Yes. <laughs> wow. Okay, this this is a lot of this is a lot to take take in. So you're like their son, grandson. I'm their son. Yes. Okay. Huh. There's a lot to take in. Um. But anyway, if you could explain uh, the ascension to my friend over here, maybe that will clear things out. Right. So Ascension is like, oh boy, it's like kind of a high, I don't want to say like it's high concept, but it's, we're, we're trying to make the world better. We're trying to bring everyone to a higher state of being that we can all enjoy the world to come and be masters of our own destiny. At least that's the best way that my uh, my mentor taught it to me. Oh. Okay. I mean, it sounds like something people are supposed to be happy with, but how's that been going? Um, the Ascension War? Uh, you know, give or take. Not great. You guys close to wrapping that up? Feel like you got a handle on evil? And that the side of good is winning? Honestly, with how depressing that the world has been, not really. It's a lot easier for people to turn out like uh, like Felicity. Yeah, I've been getting the vibe that uh, maybe some of the issues that you're handling is a little more Autobots fight their endless war against the Decepticons while, uh, you know, other things happen out here on the ground level. Inter- I end up talking to some people that, uh, <laughs> you know, live on the streets. 
live in vampire societies. The intern pipes up and goes, I got that reference. Yeah. We've got a lot of people that are trying to fight for this war to make the world a better place, to make the next world a better place. Whatever. Whatever we want to call it. Split the difference. To make the butterfly after this cocoon better. The problem is, is, is that you've got people like the assholes in their office buildings doing their science experiments who are just control, control, control freaks. And then you've got the shitheads like Miss Butler who are actively trying to destroy the world. You can deal with one or the other, but fighting the war on two sides is rough. Ms. Butler and people like her have got to go. They're, they made themselves wrong. Heard of things, not quite like what you're talking about, but I have an understanding of... There are parts of vampire society that just don't get to move, with, move on with the rest of us after there's a sorting out of uh, sorts. I've been picking up that vibe. That's who I was running from. Some of Miss Butler's cronies were after me. Thank God I ran into you all, and we went to someplace that is a little bit more busy. They have, we have a lot of trouble doing uh, magic around people that aren't supernatural. Wait, really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's called the consensus. Because and that's like a flaw you all have? I wouldn't say that it's a flaw that we have so much as it's a fact of reality. What kind of things are you talking about that, uh, like, yeah, I'm having trouble conceptualizing this. What do you mean? Okay. Um, so, Rigel, uh, here, um, his parents, the stars, um, are from another, uh, a, a different faction from mine. And they specifically focus on physics magic. So they can do all kinds of crazy things. Making fireballs, telekinetically throwing you around. Uh, they could probably grab a, like a satellite from space and just drop it on a city if they wanted to. If, if any of the stories that I've heard about the, the stars are true, like I, I could totally see them doing that. Not see them actually doing it, but like they have that, that level of power, you know? But the thing is, is that we can't just do that in front of people because people don't believe in magic anymore. And that's a problem you have? Yeah. If you make it believable, it can work. Uh, what the, my mentor told me is, um, here's a great way to think about it. So, you're, uh, let, let's take classic wizard example 101. Fireball, right? Everybody knows that wizards throw fireballs. If you were a random person on the street and saw a man conjure up fire into his hands and then hurl it at someone, your immediate response would be, whoa, that's not real. How can that be real? That, holy shit. And then immediately, like, Holy crap, there's fire everywhere. 
because everybody kind of thinks like that, and not everybody, I'm not talking about you guys here, you guys are kind of like the exception, but like because random people on the street think like that, reality says, hey, don't do that. Because if I were to just conjure flame in my hand, it reality wouldn't like that. Because that's not how things work. There are ways to get around this. You gotta be a little bit sneaky, but we can get around it. That That's not what's important. What's important is, yes, we can't just magic things. We have to work within a set of... Fascinating weak point. Rules. Uh, I'm sorry, what was that? What a fascinating weakness. Yes. I mean, you guys are cool, though, right? I don't have any fathoming what you mean by that. So listen, um, can you guys maybe... He kind of turns to Rowan. Can you and your friends maybe help me out with this Felicity problem? With this Miss Butler problem? I, I don't... I, I don't think I can... I'll be honest. I, I I have to reiterate to you. Last time we met, I got pulled into the spirit world and then almost died. <laughs> I mean... Listen, man. I'd have died? <laughs> no, not quite. Well, how about this? Is this Felicity person like an enemy of yours? I say to uh, fucking Rowan. I mean, yeah, she did nothing. She kind of made it worse, actually. Okay, well, how about this? However, you this is kind of your party. So if you want us to help you deal with this person, I'm all in on it. Ride or die. Tobias looks to you, Rowan, with pleading eyes. Come on, man. I'll, uh... If you can help me with this, I'll help you out with whatever you need. I'm really good at making things. I don't... Tobias. I don't want to go through that again. Um, like, it's not... I don't want to not help you. It's just... There's... I can turn into a deer... That's about it. <laughs> and, and that's rad. That's more than most people can do. Listen, man, if you... If you help me out, I can introduce you to a guy who knows some other shapeshifters. Oh, Al says I'm not like them. I'll tell you what, Rowan, you're underselling yourself. Your power isn't that you can just turn into a deer. You know what your real power is? My heart? No. Trusting a friend will help you through a difficult time. It's not going to be like last time. I can hear it in your voice. You seem a little put off by re-encountering this uh, individual. It's... But if you want to get closure on that, I guarantee you, I'll take it all the way with you. You won't be alone. It's just... Okay, what, what do you want us to do? Because that changes things a lot. Listen, I got my boss, 
my actual, actual boss, uh, he wants her taken out. And I can, I, I was sent in there to spy on the corporation because there's some other problems there. We need this threat neutralized because if we don't, that better world that your friend wants, that y I feel like that we all want going forward, it ain't gonna happen with people like her around. Uh, Rowan will look over at Rigel and then over at Endosadness. Well, I guess it all depends, like, what kind of spears do you think she's capable of throwing at us? Uh, he thinks for a little bit from what that I was experiencing. Minimal. Uh, okay. Physics and luck. Hmm. Okay, it shouldn't be too bad then. The, the problem isn't Miss Butler. It's who she works for. Don't she work for? Right. Yeah. There's some people above Butler that I've been investigating. But right now... Well, then just take credit for it after it's done. You and your organization can claim credit for the kill. Keep the heat off our backs. Easy peasy. I'm sure that Mr. Monsai would appreciate that. Uh, he's been looking for a little bit of a boost on his rep. And... Ghoulish, but all right. Well, I could really use uh, not having this stupid nickname in his uh, in his person anymore. What do you mean by that? Uh, so, Monsai calls me Sir Purse Anvil. Hmm. He kind of motions to the purse that he has. I, uh... When I awakened, I took off a vampire's arm with this. That is impressive. Right? I, uh... Accidentally made the purse weigh as much as an anvil. And, uh... Just ripped ripped her arm clean off. It was... It was kind of funny. Until it wasn't. And then I kind of started running. Well, this say, Rowan. Should we help your friend out? Get rid of his nickname? I mean, that's not exactly why, but yeah, we probably should. Listen, if you help me out, I can figure out who... I, I, I will throw all my resources at figuring out who gave the order to throw you out. Oh, I mean, I already know that. He was there in the room. I can help you with that. It's it's fine. It's she. I don't can. I think we're gonna have to talk about it. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, when do you want me to meet back up with you then? I don't know. Do you like do code? No. It's just tomorrow at noon. Tomorrow at noon. Yeah. Um. Where do you want to meet? Let's just meet back here. Oh fuck yes. <laughs> More <laughs> midday oh, curry. Yeah. Midday curry. No, that means I get to skip bullet dodging. <laughs> they all just kind of look at you very intern and Tobias look at you very confused. And I think that that's a great, great way to like fade out. You all pay your bill, say goodbye for the day or for the night, 
enjoy some curry. And uh, you do notice that Tobias uh, walks over to the gym and, like, knocks on it and gets let in, uh, even though the place is closed, and just kind of, like, goes in there. Um, and then you all are left with uh, your group plus Whispers and, intern- and the intern. So are we going back to the Stars' house, or are we breaking for the night? Uh, yeah, maybe we could just... We should probably just break. Yeah. We can yeah. say people, you know, kind of tired, need some rest, so everybody break. Yeah, all right. We'll catch up with Layla afterwards, you know. No problem there. And we'll just let your parents know we ran into some shit. Yeah. Multiple kinds of shit. Hey, Rowan, do you have a place you live? Uh, yeah, I have a flat. Okay, and it's, like, secure and shit? Like, people don't know about it and stuff? Um, no. It's not... I've lost track of it. No, it's not secure. Okay. Um, well, I'm sure you're going to be fine, because no one knows you're, like, around and stuff, right? But if you ever want to hang out in a place with people, uh, you could always swing on by down into the sewers. Like, they're only sewers for a brief bit, then they're actually livable. We have, like, fridges and stuff. Just throwing that out there, you know? Uh, I'm just concerned, honestly, about this whole thing. I, I don't... It's... Oh, maybe maybe, maybe a, a good night's rest will, will be best. Don't worry, I'm sure that place is hygienic. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, and hey, you know, third option, I'll like take a roll of unmarked bills and just pass over, get a hotel, maybe. Well, I... I you know, if you want to split the difference. True. Um... I, I was planning to just go. Y- yeah, that's probably the best. No, no, I, I, I'll I'll come down with you. Uh, that'd probably be the best. Yeah. Okay. Again. Up to you. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's that's probably. Let's do that then. All right. Cool. Uh, Rigel, you have a place you live, so you're good. You're not gonna. You're not gonna. You're gonna be roommates with us in the sewers. Yeah, as much as I'd love to live in sewers, yeah, I'm going to go back to my mansion. God damn, that mansion's so cool. I know, right? <laughs> Both, you know. All right, well, okay, I guess we'll meet up at noon here tomorrow. <laughs> I left like a 200 pound tip, so I think they're going to be good with us. Oh, okay. <laughs> we don't really tip that much over here, but. Oh, well. I, I don't know. I. I don't know how your money works here. They're pounds and silver. Do you guys use like gold? Do you guys use like galleons still? I just... No, that's been like half a century since we did that. All right. I just wanted to be sure. All right. Anyway, uh, if we're good to depart a black unmarked car with illegally tinted windows and license plates that are QR codes will pull on up. The passenger in the driver's seat are full of robot rats and the back seats are empty. I'm not even going to question it. All right, let's get into this terrifying car. No, this is rad. I know, right? You got to thank my man Ralph at the at the fucking driver's seat there. It's a little rat. You know, Ralph S. Mouse. Yeah, I, I get it. You guys ever get children books when you were a kid? Yeah, yeah. Right. Mouse with a motorcycle? Yeah, exactly. All right, take us to the sewers, car. <laughs> and it burst down. <laughs> oh, God. So, you guys 
split up for the night. What do you do with your new friend? With your new friend, the uh, intern okay. who I totally gave so the name. So, quick question. To. Oh yeah, he has a name, but it's the intern for now. We're trying to keep it cash. So, first question: Are any of the vampire-related people I know currently in the sewers in any of the like apartments we've set up down there? Like. Do I know about that? I'm got, my, my phones talk to other people's phones. It's a whole thing. It's a big AI network. So I, I'm going to see if their contact is, you know, live on our version of Teams. There's a few of the thin bloods that you've talked to into uh, oh, perfect. being in there that are awake right now. Cool. But I'm going to... I'm going to ask them to prep uh, prep a room for a new vampire coming on in. You know, secure coffin, all that stuff, whatever they need, because that's a whole thing with vampires. It, so, so you tell them over the phone to secure spaces. a coffin. He's like, I, I, I just need a... No, not over the... Not, not like that. I'm just, I just tell them to, to secure vampire facilities. Like, you know, get one of the bunks ready. Because we make sure that vampires have a safe place to sleep from vampires. You probably have a few so. spare coffins for such things, you know. Like, oh, make a bed. Like, like, it's not like an undead vampire coffin. It's like a secure container that you become a corpse in for vast parts of the day that your body can't be disturbed in. Right. And like a boarding room, like a Big Brother house scenario in the sewers. Where they all like hang out and watch movies. When it, Troy sees the when intern, I'm sorry, because you're not on first name basis just yet. <laughs> sees sees the uh, we're not there. Sees the coffin and everything set up. He's like, you, you know, we don't we don't need the coffin, right? Like, back I the mean, Shentry, you're the first I'm just vampire. A, I've a, a small, like single. Like like a single bed that like anyone could like shoot a bullet through and a beam of sunlight would hit you and you'd catch fire and instantly die like that kind of bed. Uh, yes, exactly. yeah. Your chantry didn't give a shit about. Yeah, you. but the chantry's defenses are like a lot, so we didn't need anything more than the bed. Yeah, well, we live in the sewers under London and have demon cyborgs, so our magic's a little bit different. We don't have blood sorcery. Do you have blood sorcery? Is that what it's called? Uh, technically, it's called thaumaturgy. Oh, wow, okay. All right, we'll have to get fucking Parcellus on the line for copyright infringement. I mean, but no, yeah, no, this is just like a boarding house for kindred. That's what you like to be called, right? Uh, yes, kindred, yes. that That's what the, yeah. I'm told to yeah, it's, it's a safe house. Oh, okay. All right, you know, you pack yourself in the coffin. If we get invaded, you know, maybe they don't get time to get at you before the sun goes down and you can take over for yourself in the middle of the firefight sort of deal. Are you not worried about the, uh, you're in the sewers. Are you not worried about the underprints down here? I mean, I feel like that position's going to be reversed if this, and I'll air quote, underprints tries to step at me. Steppers at the party disrupt my scene. I see. All right, then. Um, well, what do you want in return for providing me with a safe haven? Uh, just, like, hang out, talk to the other kindred down here. They'll give you the lowdown on the whole thing. See if that's your vibe, if that's your jam, if you can follow the rules and you think that they're a fair shake, then, yeah, all right, you can work here and stuff. If not, turn you loose whenever you want and you can take your freedom. But the window for this is closing because there's only so much time you can't go back to your masters that we can set up 
faking your death before they start asking questions. So presumably, preferably, I'd like an answer when the sun, you know, goes down next, like after your little sleep. I can get you an answer by time that I awake from the day sleep. Awesome, because I have like a really great way to fake your death. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to throw your masters for a real mind fuck. I'm going to go black mirror on them. You're going to have to explain that reference to me. Oh, I'm going to go the outer limits on them, but a little more darker for no good reason. Like, just poorer craftsmanship. Oh. All right. Yeah. yeah there we go. Um, so he's gonna take the opportunity to tuck himself in, think over it. Uh, he will get you an answer uh, by the time the day sleep is over. Yeah, and like, he has access to blood. I called ahead and got some volunteers. I paid them. Mm -hmm. They'll donate blood. That's fine. Donate blood in the, like, here, have some blood bags, or, like, we would like to be drained by you. Not drained. I'm sorry, that's what Yeah, here, sit down and get... Here, sit down and let this vampire drink your blood. It feels pretty good, and also, if they try to take you over, we'll shoot them. So don't even worry about it, dog. It's not even a thing. Okay. Uh, Masquerade, what's that? Yeah. That's someone else's problem. Okay. Yeah, actually, it is. He will be... My cultists like vampires and don't treat them as monsters. They do not like people who, like, turn people into Renfields and into slaves. That's a big no-no. Ooh, but cool for Mori. Sunsets. You guys get some sleep. Regen whatever essence that you can. Oh, thank God. Um, and then, uh, is there any other scenes that you guys would like to do before you all meet back up for curry at tea time? Uh, yes, uh, I think Rowan will approach uh, End of Sadness at some point during the night, clearly unable to sleep. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Rowan, uh, I'll, I'll set you up with an easier place to sleep that isn't like where all the vampires are. I'll set you up in a place that has like some Fomori guarding it and stuff. You probably don't want to sleep in the Gamma Cave with me because the mornings are rough. Uh, I, I appreciate it, End uh, of Sadness. Uh, but I, I just... This is... You want to chat, though. Go for it. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying. I find this uh, difficult, uh, if you might uh, be understanding on that. It's... There's... Miss Butler is a pushover. Uh, I recognize that. She... Okay. Is not going to be a problem. But she is not going to be the problem. Uh... Okay. Alright. I said that I was dragged into the spirit world by a, a a spirit beast. I didn't I didn't quite get his classification. I'm rambling. But there was another No, it's good, it's good. Yes. She was in a meeting with her higher ups. Uh he was there. Uh and he is the one that opened up that rift from which the creature came out and pulled me in. And have you ever looked at somebody and you realize that they don't have a soul? Yeah. He did not have a soul. I don't know how to explain that, but there was nothing no, no, there. No, no, no. You don't have to explain that, any of that to me, Rowan. Rowan, I, I understand that. Rowan, 
it's a fact of life. There are some people out there that just don't have souls. They're just here to feed on people. I get it. And I knew that before I knew vampires were real. I gotcha. Yes. Uh, he, he was laughing. He found it funny as... He found it funny as we were... Care, he was careless. He did it on a whim. He did this to me and to Miss Butler just because he could. It was a diversion, a distraction. He finds Miss Butler as a yeah. fun little thing under his control. And I saw that within perhaps three seconds as I was being pulled into the spirit world. His dangerous... And if we get rid of Miss Butler, he's coming for us. <laughs> and there's not anything that can stop him. <laughs> How does that make you feel? I am terrified. End of sadness. I, I almost died. I was on the brink of death in the spirit world. I don't quite know how. But I was in such pain, such agony, as that creature was tearing my body apart that my spirit left my body. And that's the only thing that saved me, because it distracted it long enough that I could leave. It's chilling. But you know what that's the story of? That's the story, not of some prick stamping down on an ant. That's the story of someone biting off more than they can chew. That was Act 1, Rowan. We're going to go through Act 2 now, where all of a sudden this a-hole starts to discover all of their plans and all of their resources start unraveling. Before we get to Act 3, and you're Jason in this version of the story, and you start hunting him personally. I don't... I don't... I promise you this. For every ounce of fear and concern and stress that you're going through, I will absolutely do everything in my power to take those feelings and help you fashion them into a weapon so you don't feel that again about this jackass. And no one else will either. I think I understand why you do your morning ritual, as you said. I might need to do something similar. Not the same. No. But look. Maybe this is all a bunch of nonsense, right? I mean, spirit worlds and bears and ghosts and wizards and vampires and end of the world. Maybe we're all experiencing the same coma dream from each other's perspective. And if that's the case, quite frankly, I don't have anything to lose helping you put this guy in his place. I'm going to need a lot of help. Yeah, you got it. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, if you want to hang uh, in a status, we'll just hang. I think pretty much that is what it ends with a bit of silence from Owen's part. Yeah. We'll have takeout ordered in. <laughs> <laughs> have you had butter chicken pizza? Oh my Christ. I like having my arteries. Quiet moment of contemplation, relaxation. Please deliver it to the sewer. Just toss it down. The rats will drag it in. <laughs> Yeah, like in the op like in the opening of fucking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> also, you can drive down to those sewers if you go by the docks. So, like, yeah, there's ways you can get on in. We'll get an Uber. Yeah, just make sure that it's on time because you know, 
you never pay full price for for late pizza. Yeah, it will will tip. People get tips. Thank you for taking the time to enjoy our show. If you liked what you heard, why not leave a review or tell a friend about us? It helps get the good word out about the work that we put in. If you had any questions, you could send them to us on Twitter at a pair of dice lost or email us at a pair of dice lost at gmail.com. The theme song for this game is Rulers of Our Lands by Raphael Crux, used under a Creative Commons license. Other music in this episode was done by Kevin McLeod and Alexander Nakarada. I'll put the full list in the show notes. And for making it this far, go ahead and regain a mode of essence. <laughs>